Hi, I'm John. And I'm Bree. And you're listening to Nibsqueak, where we explore visual tools for working better. And today we're talking about making movies. This is Nibsqueak. John, have you ever read Scott McCloud's Understanding Comics? Most definitely. Several times. Several times? Mm-hmm. It's good information in there. I'm only on time two. My daughter um, really recently has been getting into graphic novels and uh, okay, comics. Cool. Um, and it's been really interesting. An educational experience. For all. So Yeah, that's cool. As much for her as it has been for me. So one of the things that has really stuck with me since um, I read it a few weeks ago uh-huh. was this idea that one of the trademark ideas of comics is that um, that they are still frames, single frames, like yeah, we talked totally. about a couple of episodes ago. Mm-hmm. He really describes how there's a very intentional juxtaposition of information. And that was really like a light bulb went off for me. Just like blew my mind. Yeah. So what if you juxtapose that okay. with some of the other work that we do in in the space of animations and videos right. and movies? He talks about animations in his intro too and how they are very different than very different. comics, yeah. even though someone might just be like, oh, look, animation is just a comic all sped up. Like, Set not really. It's fundamentally pretty different. Yeah. So and- what about animations? What about videos? Well, so we use those a lot to help people tell a story, uh, particularly in the explainer video realm. Really right. popular these days. And their explainer videos are a really great way for people to get a story across in three, four minutes time. Remember our friend Alex? He had a really, really crazy complex oh, um, yeah. scientific paper that he put out. He's the neuroscientist. Yep. Yeah. And he, okay. And he made an explainer video for it so that people would be able to get it. Yeah. I think we should call him up and have him explain this explainer video process to us. I would love to pick his brain. Let's do it. So the paper was called Mapping the Subsecond Structure of Mouse Behavior, which is a fancy way of saying that mice have body language. Um, Even though they don't communicate with body language, they communicate with smell, mostly. It seems like um, they don't do an infinite number of things with their body. They do a small number of things, and those small number of things form an alphabet. And we can understand what's going on in their brain by looking at the behavioral alphabet that's being spoken by their body, because the only output of the brain is behavior. And so we wanted to get this idea across... um, to a broader audience, so we made a video. We knew what the scientific story was because we'd been working on it for uh, two, three years at that point. So we knew the kind of technical nitty gritty story points. Um, But this is something that we really had to condense down into just a couple minutes in video. And so a lot of the work that we did with the producer was to figure out what the highlights were um, that didn't necessarily require jargon to explain and to really hit those points with high clarity um, with both like a a spoken description with me or some of the co-authors on video and then accompany that with some kind of like a visual description as well of what was going on. So we ended up visually representing some of the the behavioral syllables, these, you know, uh, pieces of, of motion that we discovered in the mouse's behavior. And having both of those together, I think, was pretty essential for explaining what it is that we actually discovered. One of the really powerful things that we did 
in making this video was to organize all the information that was in the scientific paper in an order uh, and with, with clarity so that a, a layperson could understand it. Wow, that was really interesting. It was really yeah. it was really cool to hear Alex explain how he approached putting that video together. So, how do we do it? You know, there, there's a process that can be really useful and really powerful for anyone who's trying to explain something really complex like that, or to express a point of view that they want to get out to the world and to tell their story. So you're saying that the preparation, in fact, just storyboarding alone, can be really powerful. Absolutely, it's really key in order to get a good story to come out into the world anyway. Let's say you're making one of these. Let's say you're making a movie. I make movies all the time. All right, great. Maybe it's a how-to for selling your house or buying oh, a car. Okay. Or maybe it's an explainer video about how to use this really amazing new app that you just invented. I invent week. apps all the time too. My new um, fitness app. Awesome. Yeah. So how would you approach building that video? So, okay, that's an interesting question. So in terms of steps to take, I would say there are basically three that come to mind. So okay. first thing you want to do is think about what are your main ideas? Just really try to get three to five big nuggets out there. So for my fitness app, it might be what it is, you know, how to use it, who would really benefit from it and where you could go buy it, yeah. for example. So in no particular order, like any idea is good at this point. No, just get those ideas out, make them as meaty as you can, because the next step is really about putting them in some kind of outline or some kind of order. Like a logical so sequence. sequencing yeah. all okay. those main ideas in a way that is really gonna tell the best story to your audience. Then the third step I would say is the fun part. So this is really about thinking about the images for your story. What images are gonna help bring your ideas to life best? And you can sketch out and try on a lot of different things. Again, this is the fun part. This is where you start thinking about like, does it involve puppies or stars or swishes or <laughs> how are we gonna do this? What's it gonna look like? Yeah, okay. All right, you have something to add. I can hear it in your voice. You yeah, wanna add yeah. a layer here. Well, so once you get through those three, and maybe it's just really building on number three, there's some deeper level of nuts and bolts that you need to get to to okay. build out the story. So, like, as you're building those images, so let's go, let's go to a whiteboard and <sighs> and grab your markers, grab your nibs, okay, and draw some rectangles, and we will make a storyboard. Uh, those rectangles should be about the size of a 11 by 17 piece of paper. Give yourself lots of space. And then let's label the tops of these rectangles so that we can reference the, the outline that we built previously. So you could number them one, two, three, four, five, etc. And then write a quick phrase at the top of each rectangle that describes the action that's happening in that scene. Some of the stuff you need in there is you need some characters. You need people or teams or groups of people that, that help you tell the story. You need some humans, right. some human beings to hang the story on. So for me, I've got my woman who's using the app on her smartphone. Yes, exactly. Maybe her dog She's got a little running side ponytail. Yes. A little headband. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Now, she is existing someplace in the world. These characters need an environment. Okay, so we've got a character and we've got an environment. Yeah, and now extra detail about the environment. It doesn't necessarily just need to be a physical place. It could be a point in time. Okay. Like a certain time frame, or it could be a point of view okay. that is being shared. So you can get you can get subtle there. 
So I've got my side pony woman with her headband jogging yes. along at sunrise next mm. to the lake. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Okay. I can see it. I can see it. Then lastly, like any good story, you need an arc. Okay. Every good story has has rising action. Right it has a conclusion, some resolving conflict, and then declining action. Okay. People love that in a good story. You need some drama that unfolds and gets resolved over the course of time, even if it's only three, four minutes. Okay, so my fitness app woman, she is tying her shoes. She, in one frame, the next frame, she's jogging along. The next frame, beep, 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 her app goes off. Then she drops and does 10 burpees, and then she keeps going until it goes off again. Yeah. At the end, she raises her arms in exultation. Because she leveled up and got the next achievement. I love it. And her endorphins are flowing. She feels so happy. One fitness app at a time. I love it. You can capture all this on your whiteboard with those storyboard frames. Like this is the kind of stuff that makes for good storytelling. I want to go make the app now. I need to go hire a programmer. You should do that. There's a lot (laughs) where you live, I hear. (laughs) One or two. Yeah. So this is all great information for how to build a storyboard and to get you toward building a movie, explainer video, what have you. All of these steps, they're key no matter what your final output looks like. So we'll put a lot of this up and some good examples of explainer videos up on our website, collectivenext.com. Until next time. Keep on squeaking. Keep on squeaking.